0: Welcome to the Midwest Gaming Nerds Podcast, your personal echo chamber of hating everything and liking nothing. I'm your host, John. Here with me today are Brian. Hey. And Alex. Hello. Today, we're going to go over a handful of game news, including some long-awaited release dates. But before we get to all of that, if you want to follow us on social media or see other places you can listen to or watch the show, check out midwestgamerscom slash links. <clears throat> part of me i just ate some uh (laughs) almond butter and it is whooping my ass apparently
1: (laughs) i was like i don't know if something's happening to my internet connection or what's going on with john's voice yeah i'm i'm currently buffering is what i'm doing (laughs) your voice hasn't fully (laughs) loaded yet
0: yeah no and i'm probably and i forgot to bring up my bottle of water so we're in for an hour of this so oh that's a bummer
1: (laughs) You can go run and, and get one if you want. No, it's I fine. We'll figure it, it out. out. Yeah, When, We're when Brian talks about right
0: Destiny now. for 40 minutes, I'll go get it. <laughs>
1: <coughs> no, fuck that. I'm talking about Triple Triad for 40 minutes. Yeah, right. Guess go what? In, I didn't going play, play Destiny. In... <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, apparently not many people are playing it right now, which, whatever. Yeah. Who cares? Fuck them. Paul Tassie uh, shoot them all away. Anyway... <laughs> Yeah, if you want to follow us on social media or see the places you can listen to or watch the show, check out midwestgamers.com slash links. <coughs> the, <laughs> the, Mid- <laughs> the Midwest Podcast Network now is a Patreon. Patreon is meant to benefit all the shows on the network. You can subscribe for as little as $1 a month to help keep our shows the live. Names well, I, pr- have changed. I, promise, I promise I'm promise. i not allergic to almonds. It's just whenever <laughs> I eat any kind of like fruit or nut or anything, like, like I just like I just choke on them. I guess. I don't know. The names have changed for our patrons. You can check out our Patreon at slash Patreon. Thanks again yes.
1: to. Corey Z, Alan K., Tom Z, Jason K., and David O. Bam. Uh, Thank thanks to those much.
0: guys. One of the perks of joining the Patreon is you get early access to our bonus episodes that we call side quests. This side quest that we're going to talk about today uh, is going to be like Westworld centric. Yes. About and, the current and- season
1: you know what this one sorry patrons this one's gonna be early to everybody it'll be on the west world fm feed next uh like the day after you hear this and then it's gonna be on the uh it'll but it'll come to you on the game nerds feed by the end of this week for everyone so there you go that's how it's gonna work
0: uh as always we do appreciate your feedback, which you can send to MidwestGameNerds at gmail.com. Don't forget to follow us on Twitch as well as rate and review us on your favorite podcatcher. We are Twitch affiliates, but we are going on a month hiatus, so remember that. A little over a month. It's more like a month and two and a half weeks.
2: Probably after Somewhere Labor though. Day.
0: Yeah, we'll be back after Labor Day.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, to regroup, we're gonna we're gonna go over some things. I don't know. Maybe we can. Maybe for our patrons, we can record our planning sessions and like post those. That might be fun.
1: That's a good idea. That's a good idea. As yeah.
0: long as we, long as do we don't say anything stupid, you know. Yeah. Or you have to extremely just extremely lucrative. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, uh, Alex, any bumpers for the network?
1: Yeah, go get some water, John. <laughs> yeah, you you bump this, and I'm gonna go get water. I'll be right back. Uh, the boys at Horror Movie book are still continuing their summer school. They talked about David Cronenberg's The Dead Zone, which is a Stephen King adaptation. Please check that out. And uh, they will be talking about The Fly this Friday, which is like Pete Cronenberg, as, uh, as I would understand it. So please check that out. I think they're only doing one other movie after this one before they get to Crimes of the Future. Which I believe is the correct name of the new movie. That I have to look up literally every time that I talk about it. So, yes. Crimes of the Future. Starring Viggo Mortensen. Um, Yeah, so please check that out. And then Westworld FM, we're trucking along. We are four episodes into Westworld. We're currently three episodes into Westworld FM. But we're going to do a quick check-in with the crew. As a as a as a, uh, a side quest slash Westworld FM crossover, it's going to be fun. We'll see how everybody feels about season four of Westworld, and then uh, we'll have our fourth episode recap out later this week as well. So please check those out. I almost and, ate uh, a yeah.
0: serious amount of shit running down the stairs to get my that's water good. bottle. Also, would there's been- a f- <laughs> there's a fly in this room, and if you're watching Westworld at all, you can understand why that's terrifying. <laughs> yeah.
2: Coincidentally, I saw one land on the TV right before we started the episode yesterday.
0: Uh, they're nice. watching you.
2: Yes, yeah. I they don't killed need it. Nielsen anymore? They've
1: uh, they just sent flies to everybody's houses.
0: The flies mm-hmm. were like, "He's one of us.
1: One <laughs> of us." <laughs> Someone, Bob, must have gotten to him already. <laughs> In conjunction with this, and the fact that like I was just listening
0: to Jeff Goldblum on Conan O'Brien's podcast, like I really want to watch The Fly. Like I think, there you go. I think we're we should we should we should do that for a horror movie yearbook tie-in. Like watch that fly. You
1: you missed it because you were getting water. But they're talking about the fly this Friday.
0: Oh really? Holy shit! Oh, it's It's all coming together.
2: Confluence of events. You know, yeah. Just watched it for the first time a couple months ago. What? Yeah.
1: I have only seen
2: like bits and pieces of the fly, and I
1: I really should watch. The entirety of it.
0: I'm pretty sure I watched it at a point in my life where I probably shouldn't have been allowed to watch it. Like, (laughs) I I kind of, cause we had had HBO back when we were like really little. And so I would just watch HBO all the time and uh, HBO and MTV constantly watching movies, watching music videos, the good old days. And uh, yeah, I remember watching the fly a few times.
1: Yeah, you—you're probably the, that's probably the reason that I, uh, when I was three years old, went with dad to return the cable box and just cried in the cable store yep. the whole time because <laughs> they were taking my cable away.
0: Yep, I'm the reason.
1: Because it came so, out in
0: '86, so I mean, it well, only makes I, sense that you know by '87, '88, like it was on HBO and I could yeah. watch it as much as I wanted.
1: Yeah, at the ripe age of. <laughs>
0: Yep. what three four three and old? four yeah around there
1: <laughs> right when uh cronenberg intended you to see
0: <laughs> it is cronenberg right. oh my
1: god yeah yeah yep it all came together uh, body horror beautiful. that's the thing that's all that's all the head Westworld. the Westwood, it's body horror anyway more on that in a bit
0: yeah uh what have you guys been playing
1: final well. fantasy eight
0: yeah okay We'll get to you because I know you're going to talk about Triple Triad for hours. Yeah, Brian, what have you been playing? You've been playing a lot of Valheim still, right? Yes.
2: They have a. Like you regular... guys have like a,
0: a, Like, is it like a nightly thing or is it like a weekly thing it's or like
2: probably four to five times a night for the last three weeks? I think. Okay. Right? Yeah, or no, not a night. I'm sorry, a week. 4 to 5 times a week. But you're setting alarms at like He takes 20 minute m. power
0: 20 minute power <laughs> naps in between and then he and then he plays for like an hour.
2: Yeah, I'm trying yeah. some sort of uh Da Vinci type <laughs> approach to it.
1: <laughs> I feel very productive so far. Belheim. Anyway, sorry.
2: Um but yeah, we uh have a nice cooperative uh town setup going like Ricky built most of our workshop area, which is insane. And he made it like completely symmetric and like circular. And it's pretty wild. Um, also Ricky's played that game for 500 plus hours. So he knows what he's doing. Damn. My God. And, uh, yeah. About as long Uh, as I've played civilization. uh... Jim and I, we are a little newer to it. I think I'm at about 60, 70 hours now, just because of playing a bunch in the last few weeks. But uh, yeah, it's pretty cool. I enjoy it. And building's usually pretty painless compared to most games. And I feel like you don't have to spend forever like grinding to get materials and stuff like you do with a lot of them to be able to build what you want. Um, yeah, I don't know what else to say about that other than I'm still enjoying it and we're going to keep doing it. We'd probably be playing tonight, except I'm doing this. No, that's cool. And, uh, during the day, still in early access, I'll say,
1: uh, but as you said, when you first brought it up a long time ago, uh, it was very fully formed when it came out in early access. So, I imagine it's only gotten more rich and uh you know, feature yeah. feature filled.
2: Yeah, they haven't they pretty much nailed the gameplay, like the interface and everything right away and like that's been that's pretty much stayed the same. Um but what they've added is uh new biomes and such and uh that ties into the kind of like the tech progression in the game because each biome offers new resources and stuff. And then like a new boss type uh, to defeat and get a new technology that in turn unlocks like other things, you know? Nice. So there's, there's like a good progression to it. And basically what you're doing is kind of upgrading to the point to where you can take out that boss and then, you move on to the, the the other biomes. But there's always stuff in all the biomes that you still need. Like every resource is still relevant. Um yeah. But uh so I basically started playing Elden Ring again, or I should say I've started playing Elden Ring for real, finally, <laughs> because I uh I had like a peeler ac- incident where I kind of took off part of my finger, <laughs> but uh, it was a really sharp peeler, so um, <laughs> like a citrus peeler, and uh, luckily I held it in place long enough to where it just kind of went back. But it's pretty gross. Anyways, it it was kind of uncomfortable to use my keyboard, um, for anything other than kind of easy stuff like Valheim, where you're not, you know. It's not too Um, action-packed. I was like, I'm going to use a controller during the day because that'll be easy, and it's totally easy because I don't really need my pointer finger for the bumper that much, you know? So I started playing Elder Ring, and uh, yeah. It's going, like, pretty well, I think. Like, I think it's finally hooked me, especially since I finally defeated a real boss. Your your first big life bar. Uh, well, technically no, but hmm. okay. Like the the one in the dungeon had a big life bar, like oh, that's the uh, true. catacombs. That's true. Honestly, well, your first
1: critical path boss.
2: Yes. Okay. Um, and I also defeated a like a dual boss thing today, like. It was in the uh, coastal caves, I think it's called. Mm. Um, there's like a boss that's actually two bosses. So, But that one was like really easy. Mm. I don't think that really counted as a boss boss. But it was two big life bars. I don't know. Was <laughs> it the Erdog Burial Tree? No, I already finished that one. Oh, okay. No, that was the real life bar. Full life bar. Okay, but uh, yeah. I basically I wandered around way further than I should have gone. Probably like I found that uh academy out in the swamp, and like some other random stuff. Uh, so I double backed to the Stormhill or whatever it is castle. Stormvale. I always want to call it Stormvale, but it's not. It is Stormvale. Is it? Yes, no, not. Storm that's, Hill. that's that's World of Warcraft, I swear. No, you're thinking of Stormwind. Stormwind? God damn it. Well, there, there is a Stormhill, though. The Stormhill shack.
0: Yeah, the storm Vale castle is on Stormhill.
2: Okay, okay. All and right. if you
0: go on there, there's a
2: storm. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> like an actual cool. thund- thunderstorm where you can get shocked by lightning.
2: Oh, neat. It's like Actually Zelda. Named. Yes. Except I'll bet you if you strip all of your armor and weapons off, you still get struck by lightning. Probably. Unlike
1: Zelda. Um, the, I was going to say that swamp that you were in that you said you shouldn't have gone to or was further than you should have gone, uh, that's where I got the, the weapon that I used for pretty much the rest of the entire game. From oh, nice! Very early on, so maybe go back there if you want to do some magic. <laughs>
2: uh, I mean, I'm. Or playing... if you want to actually learn how to fight the enemies and bosses, don't don't do that. I'm playing a bandit right now, so not only do I fight the enemies, I fight them extremely close because none of my weapons have any reach. Okay, and that can be kind of terrifying at times. Yeah, but you
0: you can dual wield with the bandit, can't you?
2: That's all I do. Yeah, I just yeah. spam the daggers and. Forked uh, axe things I have Most of the time And yeah Throw in a little flourish here and there A lot of dodging I have garbage armor I have like the same shit from like the beginning Of the game still (laughs) Like I found other stuff but it was Too heavy so I just sold it So uh Yeah that's Interesting
1: Three quarters of the armor that I started the game with by the end of the game. You just upgraded I, it? I only... Ch- no, I, you, I, you can upgrade the armor?
2: Yeah, you can, I think. Isn't that can what the uh,
0: garment set thing is for? No, the garment set is for changing the way it looks. Like, you can change oh. its appearance. Oh, okay. You can upgrade your shields if you're using a shield.
1: Nah. No. Don't no, plan I, on I it. I changed... Um, I found a helmet that I added to my int, so... I switched into that
2: so I could use the, uh, uni spell. The iron spell. Yeah. I mean, generally speaking, the, my approach to combat is to try my best to not get hit period. But if I do get hit, I'm pretty fucked, but I have like a lot lot of stamina so I can kind of dodge around forever. Cool. But, uh, yeah, Um. Yeah, I didn't think... So yeah, I only beat Margit as far as the main critical path bosses, you could say. And then I found a bunch of birds, and they drive me fucking crazy because <laughs> I don't understand how to keep track of them, even with the lock. And every time I think they're close enough to swing at, they're not. You have to jump attack them. You can jump attack? Yeah. Yeah, there's a jump button in the, <laughs> the swamp. The jump
0: attack is, like, actually one of the more powerful attacks. Like,
2: Well,
1: I haven't been using that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I never used that. But if you go to the swamp that you were in and get the meteorites <laughs> and the and the rock throw, uh, you just you cast that three times in quick succession and it kills every bird. That I thought that out. was in Caelid. That is in Caelid. Yeah, the swamp is talking. You found the academy.
0: Of Rylucaria, no. which is up past the Castle Stormvale.
1: Oh,
2: did you go up there? Yeah, I did. Oh, okay. Never mind. Yeah, that's not where I got that. But never mind. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. It's the lake area, not the swamp. Technically, oh, okay. but it yeah. looks Excuse swampy. Me. Um, I the birds are in the the castle though, so yeah. they're they're yeah. irritating. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I finally got past them, and then I accidentally, I like got locked in a cell with some night guy, and he whooped my ass, and then. Now, i don't know how i'm gonna get all the way back there and get my runes i probably won't i'll lose them it's fine <laughs> such as elden ring i actually the last time i fought margit i completely forgot to grab my runes i probably barely had any until i was done defeating him so <laughs> mm-hmm. that was funny but uh yeah yeah i don't really have anything else to say you guys have Talked Beaten, a lot about that. Game. Horse to death. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, but it, it, I appreciate that we all have such drastically different approaches to the game, but they all seem to be fairly effective.
1: Yeah. That's I mean, that's the nice thing about it. I don't think there's any wrong way to play.
0: Um, no, I mean that's how it was designed, right? That's like mm-hmm. I mean, that's how like if we're comparing a lot of people compare it to Breath of the Wild. If we're gonna compare it to Breath of the Wild, that totally fits the bill. Yep play it how you want you know so um yeah i i've i I played vampire survivors a lot of that (laughs) uh don't need to toot that horn anymore just go buy it uh i started playing grim dawn which is like a diablo clone um it's pretty cool it plays really well on the steam deck um The full motion videos don't play very well in the Steam Deck. It, like, took a while to load those. Hmm. But the game Hmm. itself runs great. Um, It interfaces perfectly with, like, the controller, but you can also use the touchpads as, like, a mouse controller. Um, Very well put together uh, uh, Steam Deck translation. Um, Beyond that... I realized I bought the wrong version of Final Fantasy VIII, so I can't play it on my Steam Deck. So I'm just going to buy it for $10 on Green Man because it's on sale. So I can play the right version of it on my Steam Deck, which is stupid. But I think I only paid like $4 for it last week or whenever I bought that last time. Yeah, uh, I, sh- I
1: should have said something. I'm sorry.
0: Yeah, it's not your fault. I should have paid better attention. Um. And then I tried playing V-Rising... It does not run great on the Steam Deck at all because there's nothing showing you the interface. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it uses mouse and keyboard controls, which it hasn't fully translated to Steam Deck yet, so that's a bummer. Um, Did you
1: look in any of the community like controller configurations?
0: Not yeah, no. I always forget that that's even a possibility. Yeah. Um. So I suppose I should do that, but um, beyond that, haven't played much just been watching Westworld and the office and building a couch and so the couches are now built nice and uh, yeah I need couch to building get back simulator. I need to get back to playing Final Fantasy 7 remake is what I need to get back to doing because I really want to play that Um, but I'm, I'm usually just too tired to do it so anyways Alex talk to me about Triple Triad why have <laughs> why have you just been upset obs- explain what it is first for those who don't know
1: well, I'll say I'll say this: I started Final Fantasy VIII Remastered on the Steam Deck because it was there, and I've been feeling that itch uh, for some reason. And um, the fun thing about that game is, and I, I can't remember if Zach talked about it when he was on the show or not. Maybe he did, but that game you can you can basically like take the way magic works in that game instead of having MP you draw it out of draw points or enemies and you can have up to a hundred of every spell you like. It's basically like an item that you spend, uh, that you can pull from, from other, from, from the enemies that you kill or from points throughout the world. But you can use those, you can junction that magic to your stats. And so if you're able to get really late level spells very early, then you can completely break the game. Like I, I'm, I, I. So I, I played essentially what is the first ten minutes of this game, where you, where you go and get Ifrit, Efrit, however you want to say it, the Guardian Force. That's very early on in the game, and then after that, I've only been playing Triple Triad, which is a like a, a side game, and I'll get to that in a second. And because I've been able to do that, I've gotten a bunch of like highest level fire ice and thunder spells <clears throat> and so when I walk into battles that are the random battles around me that are happening I'm doing like a thousand damage to these enemies because <laughs> I have like a hundred blazagas junction to my strength when you should be only doing like 70 to maybe 200 damage at most and so I'm I basically just want to completely break the game and do everything in it and I'm like mostly paying attention to the story, but I want it to be as easy as it can possibly be because I like being overpowered. And I've already gotten most of the way through this game a long time ago, so I'm just kind yeah. of refreshing my memory. But Triple Triad is maybe one of the best side games. What is it called? What am I thinking? What is the term?
0: Um, Mini game.
1: Mini game. Mini game is the term. Thank yeah. you.
0: I guess, like, whatever Gwent was to The Witcher 3 is what Triple Triad is to Final Fantasy 8
1: Yeah, Gwent probably exists because Triple Triad exists. Yes, my, 100%. My, yeah. So, Triple Triad, it's a nine-square board, three-by-three. Three. You pick five cards, and your enemy picks five cards. And all of the cards basically have four numbers in a cross configuration. And when you lay a card down... You take turns laying cards down, and if you lay a card down next to a card that has a number lower than what is where you're putting the card down, then you flip that card to your color, and the object is to have more cards your color than your enemy's color. So as you're taking turns, you're strategizing, you see where the configuration of the numbers on the card, like you'll have a 9 at the top and a 2 on the side and a 6 on the other side, and a 7 at the bottom. So you're like, I'm going to put this 2 against the wall so that nothing can attack me over on that side, and you can only the enemy can only deal with the 9 and the 6 and the 7. And that's basically like the strategy that you have going on. But I'm pretty sure that when I originally played this game, I almost never got to the point where I won around 9 to 1. And I've done that multiple times now, (laughs) just because like I'm I'm playing with like a really ridiculous set of cards that I've gathered from just like three enemy or three three people in the game. That's the other thing. Most of the people that are in the world in Final Fantasy VIII, you can just walk up and hit Square or X, and you challenge them to the card game. Right. So. Everybody can have cards that you're not, you know, familiar with. There are some rare cards like that's the cards are like based off of the monsters that are in the game and some of the characters and all of the really really high level cards are characters and the summons that you have in the game. Very cool art, you know, and it's fun to just have a bunch of cards that can whip the shit out of anybody else that you're playing against. It's true. And um, the other thing that's interesting about it is that there's like a rule system. But the rules are fluid. It's like playing four four square in middle school, you know. This kid likes having, you know, I don't even remember what the rules in four square would be called. But, you know. Underhand, overhand, cherry bomb. Cherry, yeah, absolutely. Maybe this dude likes cherry bomb, but the other guy's like, fuck no. No cherry bombs. You can only play underhand. And that's kind of like what happens with the rule set because... In the beginning, it's pretty straightforward. You're only the only rule that changes is how many cards you win after the game, and you can either win one at a time, or you can win the difference in score. So when I went nine to one, I just got all five of the other fuckers' cards. They were all mine, and it was great. Feels amazing. Uh, there's also direct, which I believe is whenever you flip a card in the game, it goes to the other. It goes to that person who flipped the card. So even if you win but the enemy flipped one of your cards, you sh- you trade all cards with that person. That's the worst fucking rule. You can never want that rule. So right. I'm following a game FAQ's guide that tells you how to manipulate <laughs> that. And basically...
0: Because Alex has to min-max triple triad.
1: <laughs> oh, absolutely. <laughs> this is all I want to do right now is just min-max triple triad. And I, I can't stop thinking about it. I Like, anytime I'm doing really, anything... Like-
0: it really should be its own card game I thought they made cards some time ago but then I found some like elven looking girl on Etsy who makes her own she makes her own sets of triple triad cards like artisan style like that's awesome yeah and she has a video and she has weird teeth I remember that
1: (laughs) so oh um, man no I would pay a lot of money for some triple triad (laughs) cards and uh but no, uh, it's it's great. It's really great. And it has me excited. It's funny because you know how you get like trading cards from Steam as well? Yeah. They, they look like the triple inventory. triad cards. They don't. They don't. But when I backed out of the game, I saw the other characters in the game. I was like, fuck, I forgot that Renoa was in this game because I've been playing triple triad for so fucking long that I forgot that yeah. there's anybody else in this game except for Squall. Like, I think, I think Steam says I've played the game for 13 hours, wow. and I've only played 10 minutes of the critical path of this game. That's there, how long I... I was literally sitting on the couch, baby-draped over my shoulder, playing fucking Triple Triad for, like, eight hours on Sunday, and it was amazing. It was, it was fantastic. I was like, I can't go anywhere, I have the baby, and I'm just playing fucking Triple Triad. It was awesome.
0: <laughs> there are two Final Fantasy card games on Square Enix's merchandise site, but the Tetanus. one is, the one is Final Fantasy VII oriented and is like A- Avalanche versus Shinra, mm. uh, and the other one is just Final Fantasy trading card game uh, anniversary collection set twenty twenty two. Yeah, nobody wants that. No, I like just give me. I mean, the art is the art's beautiful on some of these See, cards.
1: Well, and that's the thing, like, there's this this Etsy, I found an Etsy, well, Etsy listing that has a full set, because there's, like, a finite number of cards in the game, for $138, which I'm completely willing to pay, even though they probably printed it on fucking Kleenex, is my opinion. Like, it could that's probably all you would have to do. But, like, I would love to sit down and play some fucking triple triad, but I feel like in order to make it interesting, you'd have to, like, rank the cards in a way so that you couldn't have all fucking level 10 cards you know yeah because you could just walk in there and get you know oh yeah i'm gonna play my fucking squall card and uh squall and zell and cypher and all these people and then you just have all the most powerful cards and then if the other person has a set and they do the same thing then that's you know maybe what we would have to do is it would be you and i and i would we would pick one after another we'd flip a coin pick one after another and then we could we could just play that way because then we can't both have the best cards every single time they, they did have cards because there's people selling entire sets on
0: eBay and like they're twenty five hundred dollars like sixteen hundred dollars like you, like in their actual like cards like it was a thing I, I didn't just make this up
1: yeah i I would be I would have been really surprised if they didn't at some point but it I, was
0: probably I, like a, J- a japan only kind of thing so maybe next yeah. time you know you go to japan you you got to go seek out some triple triad cards
1: <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: H- alex takes like a random day trip to akihabara and like <laughs> com- comes home with like eight packs of triple triad cards and like all kinds of other mm-hmm. random and, final and, fan some final fantasy one- kit kat like whatever mochi <laughs> ice cream
1: like all that stuff and one less kidney. Yeah. Because that's what I had to trade in order to get it all. Right. So. Whatever it <laughs> takes, man. True. Very true. Anyway, Triple Triad is great. Final Fantasy VIII Remaster. The other thing that I'll say, and I told this to John yesterday, but like the remaster is updated in the sense that like um, there are cheats. Like, there's literal cheats. And it's not just the cheats that I talked about with the Final Fantasy VII that's come out on these platforms. Like, you can... Uh, in that sense, you can click in the right stick and it just gives you your limit break and full health at all time. You can click in the left stick and it speeds everything up three times. And then you can click in both sticks to turn off random encounters, which is great in this game because the enemies level up with you. So the more you fight and the stronger you get, the stronger the enemies get. You just have to junction your magic well in order to be able to defeat everything. But, um, you can like th- there's like a cheat menu where you can tell it hey i would like all of the cards i would like every single gf i would like so it's there's like actual cheats but i don't really want to use those i just yeah. want to break the game of its own devices I, and i there there were some cases where i was just using the um i was fighting some battles to get some ape and some some ap for my gfs Y'all you, you know what I mean. You ever need AP yep. for your oh, GFs? Yeah. All the time. Um, so
2: <laughs> nothing better.
1: I turned on the limit break thing for that because I was just like, well, I just got to kill these stupid fucking fish on the coastline because I can only fight like the easiest fucking enemies in the game in the first 10 minutes of the game. So, um, you know, but I'm not going to just give myself self a full set of cards. I want to earn my full set of triple triad cards because that's what's important in life.
0: Yeah, there are people making entire fan sets on Etsy, like with fan art, that they've completely redrawn the cards and everything.
1: Well, the thing that I really like about it, too, is that, like, you know, this official set that I see on eBay for, like, $1,500 or whatever the fuck it is, um, I don't think they have, I don't think they're double-sided. I don't know, I guess. But because in the game you're you turn you you put down blue cards and your enemy puts down red cards and then they flip if you if you if the numbers are you know interacting that way um that means like if the etsy cards have the red on one side and blue on the other so when like when you actually play the game, you can keep track of how that works too, so that's cool
0: well the so the etsy ones come with the sleeve that you can put the Triple try oh, put the
1: red and the blue together
0: well no there it's one card, red and blue on either side, I believe, and then you put it in a sleeve that has the card back pattern on it, so it looks like the cards uh, from the game okay, you get what I'm saying, yeah, which is pretty cool, like I found there's there's someone selling like an entire set with a play mat and everything, mm-hmm. and it comes with the sleeves. So it's cards, playmat, sleeves for like thirty something bucks or whatever, right nice, oh, it's like fifty bucks, but still that's cool. That's pretty good.
1: Well, the last thing I'll say is that it all kind of came out of Zach and I talking about Final Fantasy Eight and Nine a little bit, and um I know that Nine has Tetramaster, which I think the people who loved Final Fantasy Nine really liked Tetramaster, but I know nothing about it. I've never touched it, yeah. Um, so, I'm hopeful that at some point Final Fantasy IX will run on the Steam Deck, and then I can, can play a completely new Final Fantasy to me, uh, and, you know, experience that and you, not
2: you, just try to fucking break it from the get go. You can go from Tetra Noob to Tetra Master. You should, you should be an ad executive. Yeah. Um,. I would totally play this card game if it was like a standalone game, but I don't want to play final fantasy eight just to play it.
1: Yeah, no, I get it. I get it. And I would too, I would play it. If it was an app on my phone, I would do anything to play triple triad all the time. I just think, like I said, the one thing that I'm very curious about is like, how, how do you really make it work in real life where it's like, Oh, if you're starting with a full deck of cards, how do you make it how do you keep it interesting how do you make right. sure that it's not just somebody like both people picking the squall card and trying to play it off of each other you know because <laughs> then it just comes down to tic-tac-toe right it's just right yeah so anyway final fantasy 8 look it up new video game check it out midwest yep. game nerds the bleeding edge <laughs> of video games <laughs>
2: Uh, Shall we talk
1: some news? Let's talk some news. We can hit some quick announcements here and uh, kind of gameplay reveals. The first of which was RoboCop Rogue City. Looks so Um, sick. Yeah, they put out a gameplay reveal trailer and announced that it's releasing in June 2023. Uh, And it's a first-person shooter RoboCop game. With so much ray tracing. And Peter Weller is and playing Peter Alex Weller, Murphy, yes, which is beautiful. The most Murphy, important. yeah. The one thing that makes me sad is that there's not Kurtwood Smith as Clarence Boddicker so far.
0: I, does I, it, I haven't read anything about it does it actually follow like the original story arc of stuff that's or is the it like- thing
1: i don't know like maybe it is meant to be but it from the way the story worked uh the way the story sounded because there's like a news segment in the game which is cool it sounds like they might actually like engage with the subtext of the paul verhoeven movie um i think uh I, it sounds almost like the world has not yet seen ED-209 and RoboCop as of yet, but I don't know. I could be wrong. I don't know that they've said a whole lot about gotcha. um, exactly what's happening in in this RoboCop game. Right. But I'm down, and I'm yeah. happy Peter Weller's there, too. That's great. sweet. Any other thoughts? Brian, will you play RoboCop Rogue City?
2: Yeah, I think so seems pretty uh like a pretty solid concept i I don't think i've seen any other robocop games so yeah they're pretty the only one i can
1: think of is the one i think i own uh terminator 2 no that's i think it's terminator 2 isn't there like a terminator versus robocop video game that came out on like sega genesis
0: that sounds familiar but i can't remember I feel like uh, it's probably no, on a list a, that Alan that's
1: made. A, that's an epic rap battle episode from that. Isn't uh, it? no, uh, RoboCop, RoboCop video games. We should just call the show Alex Google's video game shit. <laughs> Cause that's basically what it is. So there was a RoboCop one, two and three video game RoboCop versus the Terminator. I'm not crazy. Yeah. I think I have that on, on Game Gear. <laughs> Hmm.
0: (laughs) yeah i couldn't remember if it was handheld or not like i knew like it sounded familiar
1: the the wikipedia says game boy mega drive and genesis game gear master system and super nintendo so it came out on on everything at the time but nice uh yeah that's awesome i don't think it was a very good game from what i remember but um no i the thing that i think is really interesting about it is that it's a first person shooter I feel like yeah. a lot of licensed games, if you're gonna license Robocop, people want you to see fucking Robocop. Uh so I'm kinda I'm happy that they didn't do that because I feel like being in that pre- there's being first RoboCop person segments. And like
0: having the HUD like pop up and like target enemies and shit, like that's cool as fuck. And yeah. I you mentioned before we started recording that you thought it was possibly a VR game. I can't mm-hmm. even imagine how fucking cool that oh. would be in VR. That yeah. would be unbelievably cool.
1: Yeah yeah no i'd be down for that but no yeah you're right like and there are segments in the in the movie that are first person you're seeing what robocop is seeing and so i think it works yep. that well that works well and i'm i'm curious to see how the game plays they show in the trailer like the green reticle on yep. things the targeting yeah so, and like the, yeah. the
0: text like spelling out in the corner and stuff
1: mm-hmm. yeah yeah i'm down uh, John spoke of, uh, long-awaited release dates, and Skull and Bones yep. is the next one that we got. Does, Does
0: anyone remember that game? If you if you don't remember it, it's Ubisoft's answer to Sea of Thieves, and it basically just looks like a much, uh, more realistic Sea of Thieves. It's, that's, it's that's uh... That's what I got from it, at least. Well, uh... I and it's instead of instead of like you being on a ship with your friends, you have a ship with your own people, and your friends have ships with their own people, yes. and you have like a fleet of ships that go off and destroy other fleets of ships in deathmatch style battles. But there's also a whole single player game. You you can play the game single player if you want, or you can play it with friends, and you can go around and, and like he, he, rape and plunder all you
2: want. Like just like yeah, a pirate it, would. It seems like it's single player PvE or co-op PvE and you can have PvP as an option.
1: Yeah. That's cool. Uh no, this is a game that was born out of how much people enjoyed the ship combat in uh Assassin's, Assassin's Creed, Black Creed Black 4 yeah, Assassin's Creed 4 Black Flag. Mm -hmm. and uh so that that game uh came out in 2014 i believe um and so skull and bones is finally coming november 8th 2022 um and you know the only thing i'll say like obviously it's been in development for a long time but i mean there were there was news that came out in like earlier this year where people were kind of like this game is in rough shape still uh so you know but as we know from cyberpunk it can take up until the last moment to turn things around sometimes and sometimes it doesn't even happen then
0: i mean that's the thing like they they announced this around the same time sea of thieves was announced didn't they i think so and like did they just Put it off because they were like oh see the thieves uh you know like I'm sure part of that's plays into it to a certain extent you know um like nobody wants to release the same game like two different studios releasing the same game I can't come up I can't think of like an apt comparison you know it's not like you want to play like doom and duke nukem 3d like one after the other when they both come out of the scene or maybe you do i don't know
1: like well uh uh think about that time that um ea put out uh titanfall 2 right after they put out battlefield 3 or battlefield four one of the battlefields and then they put out titanfall 2 and then call of duty came out
2: <laughs> yeah
1: <laughs> it was bad for everybody involved except for maybe call of
2: duty but Or when you put out Battlefield 2042, 9, I don't remember the numbers, Uh, (laughs) even though I own it. And then Halo, surprise, launches its multiplayer beta. Yeah. Yeah. Or Uh, Half-Life 2 and Doom 3 came out, like, right by each other. So it happens.
1: I kind of have to wonder if this game was in development as a single-player game because it was birthed out of... Assassin's Creed, and then they saw Sea of Thieves and were like, we should probably do that too. And then the feature creep just exploded. The the
0: wiki is saying the game began development in 2013, being initially envisioned as an expansion, then an MMO spinoff title under the name Mm. Black Flag Infinite. It was then spun off as an independent project, in part due to its initial technology becoming outdated.
1: Yeah. Um, Well, with the game development revealed in 2017
0: confirmed Ten Windows years. PlayStation Xbox 1 enhancements to the PS Pro and Xbox One X alongside the game Ubisoft uh, Singapore announced keepers of the code program designed to allow players to aid in the full in the fine tuning of its live service asset I don't remember what the fuck that is
1: um, It's that's an early access it sounds like pretty much yeah yeah interesting i mean a lot of delays yeah we'll see this is one that i would not pre order but curious to see i really enjoyed the ship combat stuff that was in assassin's creed so um, i just
0: wonder if they're feeding off of like a need for like a more uh immersive pirate sim because of the sea of thieves popularity you know what i mean Mm -hmm. Um, maybe because i mean sea of thieves is, is still kicking it has a great player base and a lot of people play it and it's fun uh But I can see where, Mm -hmm. like, maybe somebody wants something a little more mature, I guess. I don't know. I don't mean that in a negative... It's not to say Sea of Thieves, like, isn't mature, quote-unquote, but it is kind of goofy, cartoony.
1: The art style, yeah. Yeah. It's uh, it's a different vibe when it's, you know, Assassin's Creed graphics as opposed to...
2: Yeah. I mean, it looks like this is going to offer more in terms of, uh, like, ship variety and... Mm-hmm. Like, weapon loadouts and customization options of your ship. Yeah, there's a lot of loot that you could
1: get. Uh, and, of course, uh, as the Wikipedia article says, microtransactions will be an added feature. Yeah. Oh. What a
2: bonus. Yeah. And I'm Can't sure wait.
0: shooting shooting a musket is going to feel like fucking spitballs, right? Like yeah. pea shooters? Yeah.
1: So, Because it shooting? is Ubisoft. Yeah. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say that you have to pay ninety nine cents for every musket ball.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, that's for for the cannonballs. It's you gotta oh. you gotta buy you gotta buy uh, you have to buy cannonball credits. Mm. Uh, and it's also an NFT.
1: <laughs> every cannonball, is yeah. a bespoke. NFT. You, you have
0: to buy NFTs and sell them uh, for credits, <laughs> cannonball credits to play in game. <laughs> the whole game's an NFT.
1: What what if it's, like, Assassin's Creed where, like, there's glitches in the trailer and then you find out that, like, there's this underlayer to the single player that's just, like, uh, an NFT marketplace?
0: That sounds amazing. Abstergo,
1: Abstergo's launched NFTs yeah. and is Skull and Bones, the video game. <laughs> this is oh. the
2: true nefarious plot of uh, Abstergo. It's the, the it's the
0: new Assassin's Creed NFT. It, it's just called NFT, and they it's basically Assassin's Creed Infinity, but just they cut out all the vowels.
1: <laughs> Alright. Alright. Uh final <laughs> announcement here. God of War Ragnarok is supposedly coming November 9th. Uh yep. I think I speculated it about it a couple episodes ago. Uh and you know, Here's what I'll say about this. E3... Uh, excuse me. Key 3 was a couple weeks ago. And they they decided to go with The Last of Us Remaster. Not God of War Ragnarok. So... How sure are we that this game is going to hit November 9th, 2022? <laughs> if they were like... yeah. We just, I, I mean, it got know. leaked. It got leaked like a week before
0: they actually announced it. That like November 9th was the day.
1: Yeah, I think Bloomberg, Bloomberg uh, broke broke the news. Yeah, Jason uh, Schreier, ruiner of everything. The, the Schreier guy. Uh, but no, I don't. It's not. I'm not convinced. I hope it does. I would be very happy and excited to play a sequel to God of War. I believe
0: it was going to come out sooner, but it's being pushed back for something else and I can't because of something else. I can't remember what it is. I think um I I can't remember what, but it it got like part of them like announcing it for November 9th was because it was going to come out earlier, but I can't remember. I got to see if I can find it. It's going to bother me now that I can't remember that.
1: Yeah, I don't know. We I got to we got to move on. But God of War, it looks nice. I want to play it. I hope it comes out. Yeah, I November love
0: God of War 2018, so I'm probably going to love this.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and then our final news story for the day VGC um, uh, has an article here where the ESA announced news that Read Pop will be putting on E3 2023. Reed Pop is the company behind such events as PAX which we have been to uh Star Wars celebration which is a massive Star Wars celebration uh and New York Comic Con so some very big events that are very popular they're going to come and make E3. Um yeah.
2: So this is, here's exciting. The thing. This this is, is a This is very good thing. exciting.
1: It's it's great. You know, we thought E3 was dead. It's not going to be dead. The interesting thing here, I feel like when I first read the story, I was like, oh, that's awesome. Because E3 was heading towards like a consumer event anyway. They could do a good job. But the ReadPop statement said that, uh, quote, the." it says ReadPop said E3 2023 would welcome back, quote, publishers, developers, journalists, content creators, manufacturers, buyers, and licensors, end quote. And also highlight digital showcases and feature quote in person consumer components. So it sounds like they still very much want to pay they want it to be an event for the industry, but it's it's going to have consumer stuff too. I just found it interesting that that they weren't just like, yes, E3, it's going to be gamer Christmas. Everybody come hang out. Jeff Keeley's back in the fold. He's going to hold Summer Game Fest at E three blah, 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 whatever they're going to do. But instead of, you know, just going the full distance of like, Hey, we're going to do E3 as a consumer event there. They did pay that lip service to be like, Hey, we also want it's, it's focused on the journalists and the cons and and the, and the licensors and blah, 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 blah. blah." So I don't know. Don't know what to think about it. Um, but what do you guys think? E3 2023?
0: I think we got to come back from this hiatus with a vengeance and, like, get legit press credentials and then uh, just show up, man. There we yeah. go. Yeah.
1: <laughs> there we go.
0: Sounds will, like a plan. I'll, I'll make us some bootleg uh, ID badges that make some us look like press. Yeah. Nice. I'd love to go to E3. Press badges, press credentials. That'd be great. Then, yeah, uh,
1: I'm curious. Like, I, I think the only thing is is getting getting everybody else back under the fold again, and I think that's hard because... Sony does States of Play. Nintendo does Nintendo Directs. Microsoft held their big showcase, but they can do it on their own, you know? Um, so people don't need E3, but apparently the name if, like, still means something.
0: I wonder what the viewership is like on their individual announcement platforms as opposed to like if they were under a blanket thing like E3. But I guess like Nintendo Directs happen sporadically throughout the year. You know, that's the the thing is that
1: the concentrating it all at once used to be helpful because then your people that are writing these magazines that come out each month can make this big issue that has all this information and consumers can go and buy this one magazine that has all the information. But in the age of the internet, all of that news hitting at once, it's like a fucking fire hose to the face of like, here's all this shit. And hopefully you get our announcement So being able to space your events out as much as you want, wherever you want to do it, uh, I think has made companies happy because of the fact that they can just have the whole news cycle to themselves unless, you know, they get unlucky and someone announces something, uh, you know, the same day that Microsoft buys Activision, say that, you know, that kind of thing
0: yeah i just so, I don't understand why they couldn't spread it out across a couple of days anyways, you know, like yeah. that's basically what happened with summer games fest right like it went on for like a week, and like throughout the entire week, different developers had different press conferences and like announced different stuff and like why can't it just work like that like i yeah. I, don't, I don't wanna I don't wanna come home from work and like hop on youtube and have to sit through like eight hours of like press conferences like let me watch one a day for the week yeah no i you know? think that's
1: i think jeff Keeley figured out something that works better in in this time frame and i so, wonder
0: what his involvement will be in this if any
1: yep yep or will he try and continue to distance himself from it and keep yeah. the game fest as his own thing yeah we'll have to see we shall see. But I think that's all that we got for today. That is all. Uh, or you mean
2: for the next month or so. Yeah, that too. That too.
0: Yeah, sorry, it's not the most exciting episode prior to a hiatus, but again, we're hoping to come back with a vengeance. Yes. Uh, but that being said, if you want to follow us on social media or see other places you can listen to or watch the show, check out midwestgamerscom slash links. The Midwest Podcast Network now is a Patreon. Patreon is meant to benefit all the shows on the network. You can subscribe for as little as $1 a month help keep our shows alive and well. Check it out, mpn.bz/patreon. Alex, what was that list of people, again, that we want to thank?
1: It was Corey Z. It was Jason K. It was David O. It was Alan K. and Tom Z. Also, a special shout out to Alan K. for giving us some feedback that we requested regarding our hiatus and the show and what we want to do with it we, very we will much save appreciate that, f- that for
0: our hiatus special yes. episodes
1: for patrons yes we will
0: yeah so uh, that being said as always we do appreciate your feedback which you can send to midwestgamers at gmail.com and don't forget to follow us on twitch as well as rate and review us on your favorite podcatcher if you have ideas of things you want to hear us do when we come back from our hiatus please send it to our feedback or talk to us on twitch or twitter or whatever wherever you find us we're on all the stuff Uh, Although I don't think I've logged into the Instagram in a long time. But anyways, uh, hope to hear from everybody. And uh, yeah, we'll see you soon. Peace.